0: Hola, me llamo Ceci Fuente. Eh, te invito a suscribirte a Guante Fútbol.
1: In famous words of Gus Marquez from the chat. Let's go. Yeah, I'm back. Philly's back. Max is back. This is LFC 360. We took a week off for Labor Day. We don't labor on Labor Day, uh, but we are here to talk all things LFC. Max Bredo's voice of LFC, Christian Philemon, Defenders of the Bank, myself, Vince LaRosa. Welcome you guys in the chat as well, which is already hopping. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of things to talk about in this match, uh, but we like to do things a specific way here. Uh, We kind of go through three big questions with our breakdown. And then from there, it's off to you guys, off to you guys, the chat. So let's get involved. We'll prime you with these questions. And then you guys start asking questions or giving your observations. And we're going to bounce back and forth between the chat and you guys. So to lead the way, Christian, Philly, Philemon, LAFC loses. Going off FC Dallas two to one. What happened?
0: What happened indeed? That's obviously the first question that we need to throw out there. It's uh, it's very simple, but it's it's important. We're going to refer to this as Phil Nickett's series of unfortunate events. And I'm going to break it down to my quintuple F syndrome. It's very simple. Fouls, frustrations, fatigue, fog, meaning brain fog, and last but not least, Ferrera. That's exactly what happened to LAFC this past weekend. The five Fs.
1: Was that an order
0: I wish- of importance? Uh, it's it pretty much what led to all that. If you look at the fouls, obviously you got the yellow card by Cheeky and obviously the red on on Ryan Escobar. That's going to lead to frustrations. Obviously, we had 120 minutes, uh, 120 seconds of it. Fatigue, 10 men, fog, Escobar's laps, Ferreira, goal 17 and 18. I mean, everything that we can talk about fits within those brackets.
1: Max, jump in there.
2: I will say what happened is uh, we looked at a, a really good team in FC Dallas because uh, the way they play, they deserve to win. This was uh, an effort uh, where they were able to obviously be a man advantage, should have had a few goals. And then Jesus Ferreira is is a fantastic player. They did it without Alan Velasco. So I want to give FC Dallas a lot of credit. They are a solid third place team now. They're a team that, uh, as you pointed out, you tweeted very early that this game has been destroyed because of that red card because now LAFC, which I've been very pragmatic in the way they approach games. You know, I always wonder, can, can't can you still play the way you would like to play a man down? And the answer is yes, but for 77 minutes, probably not. So you've got to uh, you've got to be practical there. And I think Steve Cernola was there. Then you saw them not really press that much and go back and absorb pressure. Uh, it's the right thing to do because it's such an early point to get a, yellow, a red card and there's not much you could do. Uh, with regards to that. But um, uh, hats off to FC Dallas. But that said, what happened was it was such a an odd game. As I was broadcasting it, you're you're saying to yourself, uh, this is incredible what LAFC are doing. Repelling these chances. Max Crapo with his best save of the season, that one where he came over the top with his right arm. And then they continue to push. Um, they continue to push. They get the goal. Incredible ball by Giorgio Chiellini to set up for Chichu And then you're 75 minutes in and you're like, this is a famous win. And then it goes... It goes to to poop, which is uh, the reality of this sport <laughs> many is that, times. Is
1: that is that a technical term from you, Max?
2: Yeah, and I wonder <laughs> if there's a lesson to be learned in this, but I don't know if there's a real lesson. You, just, you this can't happen again, and certainly can't happen in October or November.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't play. You can't play seventy plus eighty minutes, a man down in Dallas against a good team. Let's let's not forget Dallas is a pretty good team. Um, but also they have to play again tomorrow. Like they knew that there was going to be a quick turnaround, tough turnaround where they're flying to Minnesota. So I think Steve Trundle had to be measured in some of his changes, uh, but you would never expect that you had to go through 80 plus minutes like that. And, and I'm going to move us along to what we learned, but before I do, I just want to point out that other than the the chances Maxime Capone made some good saves, but I don't think that they really broke in on goal and were really super dangerous. And the, actually, the XG from the game kind of uh, backs me up there because LAFC were actually winning, actually won the XG battle down 10 men for almost 80 minutes. But let's move to, to what we learned. I think what we learned is something we've known since 2020 and 2021. If you make mistakes 18 yards or less from your goal, you're gonna lose games and you're gonna you're gonna suffer a lot of times and i think LAFC's playing playing with fire a little bit lately in the fact that they're they're having some individual errors that are are, are just kind of as you put it max they're torpedoing what was a pretty good showing uh, under the circumstances and so that's just that's just such a bummer because you want to um you want you want to look at the team and go guys you deserve something out of this but when you play like that in this league we're we're learning that you really, you can get punished.
2: Certainly the case there, and, and I, I agree with you. And look, we, we haven't really touched on the officiating yet, and that is a big story. And I, it's left me with a a bad taste in my mouth, which I took away for a little bit after the game. So we do the game in Burbank. I was supposed to meet somebody in West Hollywood, as he called. He says I couldn't, had to cancel, which was fine. I wanted to go home. So I was miserable. Then I shot down to Venice and La Brea and had some some tacos at Leo's, and I felt much better. I had six tacos. It's like 12 <laughs> bucks. But uh, well, they went wait, down the Wait, what's lines. your
1: normal? we need a bi- Max, we need Four a or basin. five. What's your normal? They're very small okay. tacos.
2: No, like they're okay. like four little slices of al pastor, a piece of pineapple, and then you put on the fixings. And uh, that was uh, it was nice to drive home and eat it on my lap while I was driving, which I highly recommend you don't do. It's very dangerous because you'll geez. get something on your clothes as well. But I ate a couple there, and I brought some back for my wife, because it's the right thing to do. And uh, but you know the, it was a very disappointing game. But we learned is I don't think we learned this, but this the officiating is continues to be spotty as well, and we have to take that into consideration for anything LAFC does. It's going to be there. And what we also learned is down the stretch here, there's some odd assignments for LAFC games. We had the the um, the New Zealand referee. We had Very inexperienced referees. And I know that that'll fix itself. You get the best refs of the playoffs, but you still pay a price. Um, And I think it's something that uh, the league has to take a closer look at. But at the end of the day, this was self-inflicted. You know, you've got to be on. I I truly believe without that first goal, the second goal doesn't score. And LAFC get a victory here. You've got to be completely alert there. And you've got to control your emotions. Because one mistake and it's over at at the wrong time of the season. Kind of going back
0: to what you're saying with the referees. What's frustrating is some of these referees that we've had in bad instances and bad calls, some of these guys are gearing up for the World Cup. And that, to me, blows my mind. We jokingly talk about pro-referee being an acronym for pretty rancid officiating. But some of these guys that have made some really bad calls against us are going to the World Cup. So I think on a grander scale, some of these referees need to be evaluated. What I learned, though, is, I mean, we really are much better than, than, than we've played. Yes, we've lost four out of five, but it's not because any team essentially beats us. We beat ourselves. I really think we're just as talented, if not more talented than the union. Yes, I said that. The thing that I know that we're lacking, and I see it and I see it within Escobar, we're lacking a little bit of that mental discipline and maturity. However, the nice thing about that is that is something that can be remedied. We have the tools. We have the talent. It's just a matter of tidying up those few loose ends. If you go back to that play, again, we're talking about 120 seconds of mistakes that led to this to this two-goal comeback by Dallas. I don't understand what Escobar was so pissed off about. You can clearly see that he pulled and yanked down Farfont. Now, that wasn't an isolated incident. He did get her a yellow card in the 35th minute. There was a collection of bad officiating. But he needed to keep his cool. I love the fact that Murray came out there and tried to hold him back. But then, Ariola did
2: what he should have uh, done. And Moody's, Moody's got to be alert for that f- possible free kick, too, right?
0: Oh hundred percent. I mean, but and, is that what was, the worst part about what he it, was
1: doing though to be fair. I mean, I thought Murray was trying to get like Franco be like, dude, we gotta yeah. focus and then it kind of took away from it. And I know a lot of people are pointing fingers at Murray, but I kind of thought he was doing his job a little bit there
2: right but I mean, when you have two defenders he, he w- that aren't paying attention to that thing, then that's where it all goes it all goes south uh but it's still I agree. I think Murillo's intentions were very good. It just was a weird moment in time where they where he took advantage again I, I but I will also add. And I don't want to dwell on the officiating too much because I think you could argue that – I see some people in the chat that Ryan's Hollingshead's foot may have touched um, the foot of uh, Paul Areola, and we can't really – I mean, it's hard to see there. But the beginning, the genesis of all of that is that if, if in fact, the referee was going to call that um, as he did, that is a dogzo from the beginning. It should have been a red card right. from him at the beginning. The fact he showed the yellow showed some confusion. And that's not good. You can't have that in those moments. And the second one, the goal with Franco Escobar, it, it, there's such a delay. And I've never, I honestly, I don't think I've ever seen it. And these referees have to remi- remove these ambiguous situations where there is, you blow your whistle, you're, con- you're communicating with Franco Escobar, you're touching your pocket, you're blowing your whistle. There's three shrills of a whistle. And then Mm -hmm. while you're engaging this, he was engaging the defender. The referee was looking at Franco and they exchanged whatever it was. Look, he allows the free kick. That seems less than being on the up and up. So uh, it's just like, if you you want these defenders to be in place, you can't occupy their attention, which is what that referee did, even for a a split second. I've never seen anything like that. So I just think that's, although the the quick free kick wasn't against the rules, so to speak, uh, why Mm -hmm. put yourself in that situation if you've, Thrust yourself with that exchange with Franco Escort. Get rid of that. Blow it again. Sorry, I was talking to the defender. Okay, we can't take a free kick there. But Yeah, Ferraro so had a
0: great I, I, shot. But what I wanted Sorry, to get ahead. at though is like that play was broken to begin with. Because if you go back to the play, now if, if Ferreira isn't there to shoot it, you had Hara who snuck in between three defenders. So Ferreira could have easily had passed the ball there. So there was, there was a collapse completely in terms of the back line. That was a goal waiting, waiting to happen. But on a more macro scale, the thing that sucks about not only losing Ryan Hollingson to a yellow to a red card, if we go back to the eighth minute, we also have Cheeky Palacios with a yellow. Now he's got to serve as suspension for the next game, yellow card accumulation. So now we're even thinner in our back line, heading to Minnesota, a place that we've never won before.
1: Well, I'd be curious if LAFC uses one of their challenges on the Hollingshead red card, because it's like Max said, comedy of errors. Um, and I don't know if that was clear or obvious. I don't know what their chances of are actually winning, but to your point, Philly, now with no almost no fullbacks on the roster, uh, I, I mean, why not use your challenges late in the year if you still have one? And I'm assuming they do. Uh, a lot of guys, a lot of people in the chat going, going at a lot of different people. Gerardo though, I want to point this out really has it out for Sifu who did miss, uh, I would say it was <laughs> a pretty right. big chance. Um, what are you guys, my, my take on Sifu is he's, he's sputtered a little bit and it, it maybe is. He's just done so much. Cause remember early in the season, I was saying, man, guy can't make it past 75 minutes cause you just, is all action running all the time. Is he tired? Like, what What are your guys' thoughts on Sifu? Because as his form has gone down, so has the team's in a lot of respects.
2: Yeah, it's. I think during the season, it, it has dipped. It, the same thing kind of happened last season where he went mm-hmm. through that long stretch without scoring a goal, and he hasn't scored one here. Um, so that's something you got to be concerned about because you want him at a, a full premium Sifu. Uh, I would really have the list of players you'd like to see have a good bounce back game or a goal. He's probably at the top of that list. Um, But it's, yeah, it's it's a little troubling there. Uh, it's been tough, too, because he's had to play with a lot of different guys. Uh, Kellen Acosta's been out. Ilya Sanchez has been out. That's the trio that you want to play. Latif Blessing, Mendez have been thrust into action. So it's hard to, you can't really defense even, say, so yeah, yeah, you're not seeing it the right way. Yeah, he hasn't been in great form. But he's such an important player, and if he hits that form, then the sky's the limit for LAFC. So there's that. By the way, I did want to mention, I saw Soccer USA. I met him at the game. And huh. this is a bombshell. Soccer USA and Thickety Wickets are brothers. Oh, oh. were you allowed thickens. to share that? Wait, did they say you could share that info? Did you just out? Them? Oh my God, did I not allow? Then I, I shouldn't have said that. I just blurted Uh-oh. it out. I blurted uh, the cover. But we're well, all buddies here. We're all friends, right? We are Sorry, all friends here. USA. We
1: we do love we do love the chat. Uh, at least soccer you can give USA out the real Soccer USA is
2: a great dude. Yeah, don't and give yes, out the I real do, names. Yeah. At least you
1: gave you gave, yeah, you gave some info, it. but not the real names.
2: Um, Negative. I shall not do that.
1: Yeah, I will keep moving this along, and I'm going to throw it to Max Bredos in just a second here because he's going to do our question, where do we go from here? And then that's when you guys get involved. We need your questions. We're going straight into fan questions, Uh, Max Blabbermouth Bredos. I'll say one last thing. What did we learn? I know a lot of people are focusing on this, four losses in five matches, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about it in stoppage time, but I'm not totally sure we learned a lot, to be honest with you. This is a game that I want to remind you when a red card happens like that, whether good or not, let's say it's a red card and it's for sure a red card, we have no arguments, you still don't learn a lot about your team playing with 10 men because yeah, you're not hoping right. to ever play with 10 men on the road. So I don't think we learned a ton other than mistakes can happen and maybe Franco needs to calm,
2: calm down asked- just By the way, I asked Heath Pierce during the broadcast, can you take a positive away from this? He goes, not really, because you don't want to be in exactly what you said. You don't want to be in this situation and there's no way to imitate it. It's it's crazy. You have to completely go against the grain of how you want to play. So, you know, that can happen. It's nice. They went through that process, but I don't know if you can take much away.
0: I mean, I I think if there's only one more point I could add. Like you mentioned him earlier, not having Alan Velasco in the game certainly helped our cause. This is a guy who comes in with six goals and six assists. And had Maxime not played the game that he did, this could have been far worse than just a simple two-to-one.
1: Alan says, we learned that we're still choke-prone. And again, we've been talking about 80 minutes, 10-man football. I don't know if that's a choke, but we'll move move it along. Max, where do we go from here?
2: Where do we go from here? Well, we go to Minnesota and... (laughs) It's a it's I always like this stretch. The team does it once a year, at least once a year where they'll stay on the road. It made sense. Game Saturday, game Tuesday. Uh, You don't want to fly back to L.A. They can obviously recharge the batteries as much as they can on a Sunday Uh, training here. I was just listening into the press. I want to jump in there, but I had to do this. But they're addressing the media from Minnesota. They're tasting. They're facing a team that, again, all these games uh, like Dallas, these are huge games for the opponents. And this is massive for Minnesota. They have injury and suspension issues. Uh, They're waiting for the return of Emmanuel Reynoso. And this is a game that LAFC have a really good shot of winning. They're in much better shape uh, than Minnesota. Minnesota played over the weekend in Portland, lost granted. They're coming back home. I think they used one substitute. So uh, this is going to be a pretty stretched team. They're without Fragapani, who's uh, suspended Emmanuel Reynoso may play. They have a couple long-term injuries uh, that are out. And, um, This is this is a much Dallas was a much better team than Minnesota because of that heading into this. So where do you go from here? You go in here and you get well against Minnesota. You've played well enough. That game you unfortunately have to throw out because you don't know what it would look like because you're down a man for such a long time. Uh, And now you kind of regroup and you hope to have that performance you had against Minnesota that you were hoping to have against Dallas. that You played 11 v. 11. Great field. Great facility. They'll enjoy playing there. Uh, some of the players have had experience there. Our three all-stars were there last month, so a good spot for these guys. And uh, yeah, you have got to you got to see how they gel. I've I've been really impressed when they've been in some tough spots. How they don't put their their head down. Uh, you don't see the hands on hips and the drop. They they try to find a way to get out. So I truly believe this team is in still good shape. That was a an odd situation, but where do you go from here? You just try and get back on the rails and finish well in these last four games, which include three teams that are all going to be battling for the playoffs. So you have Minnesota, Portland, and Nashville. Get ready to take the very best shots from these teams.
0: Philly, you agree? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think this is the time to recalibrate, dominate, and eventually celebrate. We've been suffering from a little bit of... um, Well, let's just call it imposter syndrome. I don't know if the boys are lacking some of that mental toughness, but again, they need to recalibrate. They've got four more games left, dust off the imposter syndrome, do what they can to nail all these four wins. We've got one game in hand against the Philadelphia Union, we still very much control our ability to, to end this season well. I do feel, I feel that a win in Minnesota would be a really good boost, mainly because of the fact that we don't have much success there. I said it earlier, we've not won once in Minnesota since Minnesota graced the Major League Soccer uh, or organization going in there doing what we can do is great and i've i think i might have been a hex saying that oh lafcs never lost against houston in this regard lafcs never lost against this team i think maybe like we can like jinx this thing and we've never won in minnesota now's our time to do that and to a stick it to the wonderwall but I think this is really important. If they really want to end the season off on a right way, they've got to improve on the road. They've got eight losses on the season. Seven of them have been on the road, and that's just not going to cut it if they really want that supporter shield. But, yes, recalibrate, dominate, eventually celebrate. That's what we do, where we go from here.
1: I, I, uh, I beg of you, LAFC, please, please win, because I hate that song so much. And Wonder I know all. a lot of people really love Yeah, I know people love it. Like uh, I know Michele Giannone thinks it's one of the greatest – Uh, things that people do after a game. It's just, come on. I mean, when I I was in Minnesota, there was a guy doing... That's not a shot at Michele. I just, the song is just, I I get it, I get it. No, and it's not a shot against
2: Minnesota. It's a shot against Oasis, which quite frankly is very overrated as a band. That's what it is. Guys, don't get me started. That's like one of
0: my favorite bands. Them's fighting words, Max.
1: (laughs) He is, yes, I, I... Philly is one of Philly's favorites. Uh, I just want to remind you guys that now is the time to start uh, piling up your questions. I'm going to get us started off with a doozy of a question. I think it's one a lot of people have. It comes from Craig. Do you guys think the inclusion of Bale has been disruptive? If he's in the squad, it seems they need to play him. Whatever does that, what does that change in tactics? And I think a lot of people are asking this question. That's where I wanted to go there first.
2: Yeah. It it, it hasn't been smooth sailing. It hasn't been uh, the the perfect fit. But no, all these guys, it takes a while to to really get that good stretch. Uh, I would imagine, I don't know anything, but I imagine he starts this game because Mm -hmm. they just had that trio start and go a long direction. So uh, it would seem that this is a game where Gareth Bale gets his second start of the season. I thought he did a nice job. I mean, he came. He's. It's. We gotta defend him because he gets put in some situations where he's coming off the bench and either he has to chase a game or protect a lead. Uh, he he did some sharp passing. He's trying to get that team going. I'm a believer that it's going to, it's going to bear some fruit here soon. But to say it's gone great is is not accurate. It's just not. The pieces haven't been clicked in there yet, and there's a you know the process of finding out the best players to play in each game, which is what Steve Trudano says every time and sticks to it with regards to who will play the game. But this was a we'll see it here, and this is why you want that big roster, certainly offensively, because you can you could actually go with three different players in the front. You could go with Bale, Mahala, and Teo uh, to go with what Chicho Vela and Buanga did in the last game. But, uh, I mean, how, you can't get Chicho out of the lineup. There's no way he keeps scoring. So, But Garrett Bell, it is it's it is a wait and see. But I wouldn't get frustrated with it. It's still such a great luxury to have. And he is – the talent's there, and he is preparing for a big tournament. And we'll, we'll see where it goes. Also, uh, just just going back to where do we go from here quickly, I saw some mm-hmm. questions out there about clinching the supporter shield. We just need a win. Austin – whatever, Austin, it doesn't matter. We just need a win, and we're in um, – and then the supporter shield, as Philly touched on, you have the tiebreaker. You have more wins than Philadelphia. So if you finish well, and if if then Philadelphia wins all four games, you have to win all four games. But Philly's not going to win all four games, are they? No. Yes?
1: No, I mean, well, we keep talking about all like, these things that we talk about, like you need momentum going in the playoffs. At the end of the day, those are all really just cliches, and like, yes, they're Somewhat true, but also they're cliches for a reason. Like we always say them. You could look at Philly, and if you really want to use a cliche and say, did they peak too early? I mean, they they've been incredible this the last eleven games. Are they going to win the next four? I don't think so. um Like Max said, but yes, LFC does have the inside track to the supporter shield. If it comes down to it, both teams win all their games. LFC has that tiebreaker. I want to go back to Bale. And, and Philly for has a second. three
2: games, not four games. Sorry.
1: Sorry, three games. You're right. I want yeah. to go back to Bale for a second because people ask tactically, and I and again. People kind of get into the tactics and it's like no it doesn't really change tactically and I think the biggest problem we have with Gareth Bale is our memory of what this man could be and what he was and then when he showed up in his first couple of games and got a couple of goals you were like okay nowhere to go but up from here but that's not how it always works um tactically it doesn't change though Gareth Bale's a player that likes the ball um he likes to, he likes to you know be played to his feet it's really how your partnerships change you you know that if Gareth Bale is on your side and you're the you're the fullback, he's likely not gonna try to go over the top. So you know that. So but the, but if Gareth Bale comes short and Chicho goes over the top, that doesn't tactically change the way you play. It's just you're playing to a different player. So I don't think it changes that. It's just we would like to see Bale at his best, and I still don't think he's been there because we forget the guy really d- hasn't had an actual season in what five years, four years. I mean, and I know he's getting ready for the world cup and that's where we get into a sticky situation where he has to play. And I'm sure there's been, there was some talk like, Hey, if you're going to come here, we're definitely going to get you ready. That's why he came here. Um, So I think that's where the frustration lies with people is he keeps having to be maybe thrust in there when they don't feel like it's time. But I would also say Gareth Bale coming into a game against Dallas down a man. You just hope that maybe his quality shows through. Maybe you win a free kick Ah, uh, you get that that beautiful left foot to hit something. I mean, that's what he is. He's quality in the final third. But when you're playing a game where seventy, sixty-five to seventy percent of the game is in your half, yeah, Gareth Bale's not exactly gonna gonna light the world on fire. But if he gets on the ball like Chicho did from that great pass from Chiellini, he has the quality to finish chances. And that's you just want quality in the in the field. You want to put players in the right chances to win. But Steve looked at this game. I think the way, like I said, the way everyone did. You're down a man, and by the way, I got to turn around and play on Tuesday, so I got to use my bench, even if maybe it won't be the best moment for Gareth Bale. And that's that's kind of my opinion on him. I think he probably starts. I think Teo, we see a lot of Teo. Um, I know Buanga went the full 90. Chicho got out, so I think you know you see Chicho, maybe Teo Bale. It's an interesting combination. Um, But what I want to hear from you guys is. How do we figure out this fullback problem? I mean,
0: that's a really good question. I mean, if you look back at last season, I mean, Latif Blessing has had experience playing playing there. You could obviously look at him in that scenario. I felt really bad for him this game because he was the victim of circumstance. In the press conference the day before our match, Steve said the lineup that's going to start is going to be the one that gives us our best chance to win and with Latif being in the starting lineup that speaks volumes to how he's uh, started working hard and training obviously he had to sub out in for Escobar for a tactical thing but Latif's versatile he could play that position so that's one person that you can consider in there and at the same time you also you also have Ibiaga. I mean Ibiaga, I, I haven't seen him play on that side of the pitch all that often but I mean that's your other uh, that's your other opportunity to put him out there
1: I never yeah. I never thought this would be happening in the chat. Everyone's saying that they miss Kim Moon-Won. I miss him as a oh my God. a man and a person. Great guy. Uh, and apparently am not, not so sure. There,
2: there's a lot of tanning. But uh, yeah. and by the way, GTG Law, I'm really hungry right now. I could put a lot of bratwurst down, probably three, but only one with bread. <laughs> the bread is what fills you up. So just a couple with just onions and mustard. And just eat, put a fork in it and just eat it like that without cutting it. The way it's supposed to be done. Uh, Eddie Segura is another option, too. And I know they were, try- the, they were trying to rescind the red card to Ryan Hollingshead. I don't know if we we'll hear anything latest, but if you haven't heard anything by now, it's unlikely that right. would happen. And that's, a, that's a big one because if you have to come, someone will be on the left side. Uh, Kellen Acosta could do that, but I think they didn't start him there, so they could start him here uh, mm-hmm. in that position. And there'll be some shuffling around, but some guys are going to have to play long stretches for both games. That's the way it is, but I think they'll have... Uh, they'll be in better shape against their opponent because M- Minnesota uh, is their bench has been, uh, you know, really thinned out, and the guys that played, all of which played almost the entire game, one sub in the 85th minute. There, there mm-hmm. should be some tired legs. So uh, this still the depth certainly will benefit LAFC in this case, but you do have to find the right fit. Whoever's going to play at that left back spot. Maybe, if I had to maybe guess, is that yeah, Killing? Uh, experiment.
1: Yeah, at I mean, back. Giorgio. Started at left back. He is left footed. But if I had to guess, uh, just going off things that Steve has said in the past, one thing that he has said is they prefer to play with a four. So I feel like people asking three-five-two, Yes, it's an option. I feel like it's probably not going to happen. Kellen Acosta, as you said, uh, he knew he was probably going to start him in this game is why he kept him out. I do think actually Latif, after the game he had against RSL, deserved to start. So I think that was a deserved start over Kellen, who was out with that yellow card accumulation. But don't forget, Kellen Acosta played quite a lot of left back for Colorado and is two footed. If I had to guess, it would be Kelna Costa playing left back left, with Latif yeah. Ilier, and Sifu as your midfield. And then the front three, your guess is as good as mine. We got there's a lot of options there. We know that. I know you guys have been complaining about maybe too many options, but your guess is as good as mine in that regard.
2: I'm going I am going with Chicho. And I don't know anything. Chicho Bale and if Blanca can go again, great. If not Mahala.
1: Philly, you got? Do you got a take? Do you got a what would what would be yours?
0: Ah, hmm. uh, I mean, I I I think the team was operating on all cylinders when Mahala was starting up top with 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 uh, with Vela and with Chicho. As far as that midfield's concerned, yeah, obviously you gotta have C Fuentes there. You gotta have Ilias Sanchez there. I like what you said with keeping Latif in and moving Kellen back there. Uh, Chiellini and Mario. I think they have that center back spot locked. And then obviously what 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 what, what do we have there? Uh, I think what Escobar uh, rounding out that position. Yeah, still and then Franco. obviously Cripo. What's
1: that? Yeah, you still have Franco. Yeah, uh, I know. I know all of us want to kind of forget about him for a hot second there, but uh, <laughs> let's see. Let's yeah. do uh
0: <laughs> sure we all want to forget about him right now
1: yeah, I do put Vela as a false nine with Chicho in front of him and Bawanga, you you don't really it's not it's not a false nine if somebody's in front of him, then you're just playing the ten., uh, I don't think Vela is gonna and again, I know I know earlier in the chat people have said they want to see Vela in midfield. I just doesn't work for the way. you want to talk about tactics. You want to talk about how you change tactics. You put Vela in that midfield. you've completely changed the complexion of laFC's tactics. so I just i, I can't I can't foresee that. um. Uh, yeah, a lot of options. All right, let's 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 move along to stoppage time. I know you guys got some hot takes. Thank you everyone for the questions, as always. Chat, chat's hungry, as we can tell. They want bratwurst and taco eating contests, but you're also hungry so. for content. and We appreciate the the questions. <laughs> uh, what's your what's your favorite field boot on the team? What? what does that mean, Luis? What does that mean, Phil? Luis, field re- reword your question. We don't know quite what that means, but we'll answer it. Um, Who's got the best kicks on on pitch? That's how
2: I interpret who it. Who wears oh. the best shoes?
1: Dexter, I love <laughs>
2: you, buddy, your... but you suck. <laughs> no, Dexter, you. Uh, it's it's very superficial music. Well, oh, it's, it's Philly, fantastic. Gonna, I love it.
1: I'm going to let you do the Max honors. going to fight starting...
2: next time I see you. <laughs> yeah. You, oh, right? baby. <laughs> oh, you're going to be the one has, that no, no. me crazy. Who has the best, who
1: has the best ones? Uh, you know what? Mahala's has lately been wearing um, some Nikes that are reminiscent of those original Ronaldo uh, R9, the original Ronaldo, the real Ronaldo's R9s. Um, those are pretty cool. But they're, they're, they're just black boots, which, you know, everyone has like green, purple, all that, which I'm not against. It's just it's kind of cool when someone brings back some old school boots. OK, uh, you know, it's not cool and not to like, you know, throw them under the bus. I hate it when Escobar
0: wears the white boots. It looks like he's rocking like 60 year old man new balances that I don't
2: like. <laughs> Fair. Got a shot at the NBs. Oh, I, I like Daniel
1: saying <laughs> Cal Jennings with the Copa Mundials. Gotta love Cal. Those the old school Copa Mundials can't can't beat them. I know Steve wears them in training too. So a lot of the favorite of coaching staffs and trainers everywhere, Copa Mundials. Uh okay, Philly, let's let's move along. Again, thank you guys, all your questions. Great, as always. Philly, stoppage time. It's your chance. You've picked a topic uh and you are gonna rant and rave on it. Go for it.
0: Rant and rave. He's giving me the green light to rant and rave. Who would have thought to me?
1: <laughs> I am. But Hey, we're trying to keep this. We're, we're at 31 minutes here. We're trying to get maybe get a sub 40. So let's well, do All this. right. Well, then you don't let's really do want it. me
0: to rant and rave. To me, it's very simple, everybody. If we win at Minnesota, I firmly and I mean firmly believe that we will win the Supporter shield. It all goes to hell if we can't win an alliance. LAFC needs to get better on the road. We're going to clinch the West. We're going to clinch that supporter shield. And as a result of that, we're going to do something that only Toronto has done most recently. Actually, no, we're not going to win in the treble. Forget that. Scratch that thought. We're going to win the supporter shield. We're going to win the MLS Cup. I know, Vince, what you're saying is it's cliche to build some momentum to go into the playoffs. But for me, success breeds upon success. Yes, it's another season. But when you're confident, you feel good, you play good. So if they can knock out Minnesota, they can win uh, at home against uh, Houston and Nashville and then win on the road to Portland. We're going to win Supporters' Shield, and that's going to give us exactly what we need to go into the MLS Cup playoffs and absolutely annihilate everybody and establish the uh, what I like to call put the shebang bang on everybody else. But it all happens at Allianz tomorrow. It has to happen at Allianz is what I'm saying.
1: Has to is has to is so true. I'm, I love your confidence, Billy. And I yeah, it's not so much cliche. It's just like everyone says it, and it seems so obvious. Yeah, of course you want to be playing well going into the playoffs. But I get I get I get where you're coming from. Laws okay, of attraction. You know, I'm a firm believer in the secret, the power of positive thinking.
0: think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. The list goes on and on. It's all about mental toughness and maturity, which obviously they they need to work on a little bit more. That to me is the missing ingredient for this team to really go out there and wildly dominate everybody else.
1: Miguel Lopez is with you. He says, "Hot take: We don't win the supporter shield, we ain't winning MLS Cup." I think that's some it goes down to some mental fortitude and finishing what you started. But
2: well, wh- uh, well, why is that? Does he think Philadelphia's going to get there and just run through everyone? Because that's unlikely that the top teams make it. Um, Philadelphia, really... by the way, at Atlanta, home to uh, at Atlanta, at Charlotte, and home to Toronto. So two away games. Um, it, it, it's certainly it's certainly challenging. But I, 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 agree Philly... with, uh, I agree with Philly that this Minnesota game can really determine how this season goes. It's not a, yeah. a must-win, but it, it, if you win this game, which you're in, it's a good position to do it because they're missing. We'll see if Reynoso plays. If they don't have Reynoso, they, they're really shorthanded. And uh, that's an away win that, by the law of average, you're going to get some because you've been so close to getting results on this, this road trip, these four games, which you've lost all four. But uh, they're certainly due for that against a Minnesota team that's uh, treading water. And if they win that, you have these two home games. They're the best home team since they came to the league in 2018, so mm-hmm. you'd have to like their chances to hit the tape there. Maybe just ahead of the Union.
1: Yeah, you need those home games. I'm I'm actually somewhat surprised how much. I mean, I think Philly's a very good team. It just seems everyone thinks it's a it's a foregone conclusion that they're this good, and we know that in one they're game gonna playoffs. Come down to earth. Yeah, we know and, and also, yeah, they're gonna come down to Earth, but also one game playoffs. We know. We've been there twenty nineteen. We know what can happen. So I just I'm very surprised. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and go next. Same thing I happened won. to them.
2: Same thing happened to them a year later. They won the supporters shield and then they they lost in the playoffs early.
0: You're right. I mean, in all fairness to them though, they did have COVID kind of decimate their entire team. Listen,
2: Philly, really, that's not our problem. The same thing happened. That's End true. Story. That's true. Yep,
1: I'm with you there. I like, th- I like <laughs> what Thickety Wicket said. It's not a must win, but it's a must not lose. That's probably the best way to look at it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go because uh, I want the voice of LAFC and the man that's going to be calling the game tomorrow because I know what his stoppage time is. I think it's a good way to round out the show. So mine is not all losses are created the same. And I know that you look at the the raw data, you look at the the – uh, standings, And you see that we've come back to earth and, and Philly uh, ha- is slightly ahead of us, although we do have a game in hand. And as I always say, game in hands are only worthwhile if you win them. So I'm going against some of my own talk here. But I look at this and yes, they lost four or five. And again, these are the hard facts. But I think as a team, and this is why we do this show, we like a little more nuance. and We like to talk a little bit more context And these games. Really, these losses are not the same. I look at the San Jose game and I say, rotated team. Yes, should they have done better? Should they not have played so poorly? Of course. I think that they should have done better, and that game was still within their grasp. Then you think about Houston. Uh, Another call that really, I think we got the wrong side of the stick on that call. Uh, But they still should have won that game. Gareth Bale should have had a hat trick in that game. Other guys should have stepped up and scored. And now you look at this game. A red card where you're playing 80-plus minutes. Uh, you take it for whatever it is. Yeah, like I said, even if that was a bang on red card, dog. So gets it right, right away. I think you still have to look at this game and go a team playing at 80 minutes. What really can I take away from this game? What, how, what can I analyze? Maybe you can analyze a little bit of heart, but on the road down to 10 men, I think again, they acquitted themselves pretty well. And it came down to individual mistakes. Really the only loss to me that is glaring and bad. And the one that we all kind of go back to is that loss in Austin. That was your full strength team. That was Steve Torondolo flexing his muscles a little bit with his his uh, team selection. And the guys just did not did not show up. They fell flat. Everything went wrong that day. So that's the one where I, I take the most from and I think they've learned the most from. But since then, again, some of these losses, it just it's hard to really break down and to assess the team as a whole when things are happening in the background with referees and things like that. And again, I'll put up my hands and say, look, this can happen in the playoffs. And that's why the margins are even that much finer. You get a red card oh, you know, you got to you got to find a way no matter what. And I think for a lot of this match, as we said, they found a way away from home. Uh, they could have been the winners there, but it took, it took some individual mistakes and a brain fart over like four minutes for this to happen. So <laughs> I just, I'm not going to draw any huge conclusions from here. Um, so maybe I, I'm just going back to what Thickety Wicket said. It's not a must win, uh, but this is a not lose in the way that you've kind of found some interesting ways to drop points. So that's that's my take. I, I just really can't draw big, big conclusions from this this four or five losses. And thank goodness that this team was so good before this. They really put themselves to continue to be in a position. And we've seen what it's done to some teams that really pushed. Minnesota was one of those teams that looked hotter than hot. They've disappeared. Haven't scored goals, I think, in the last three games. Austin right. really dropped off the pace. So it's an interesting way to look at it. Again, raw data, four, four out of five losses. And that's all that people are going to remember come this time uh, next year, but I just think if we really look at these these losses, we can still be pretty proud of our team, and I, I'm, not, I'm not doomsday yet. I'm not do- all doom and gloom yet. Talk to me after this game. Maybe maybe I'll have a different thing. But as long as we have home field advantage, at least in the West, I feel good about LAFC. And then once you get to the final, guys, all bets are off. Do I want it to be at Bank California Stadium? Yes, but it's a final. Uh, anyone saying to me, uh, and by the way, if there's no saying, as Max Bredo says, that you'll be in Philly for the final. Philly very well could lose. You could play a six seed, maybe. So again, I, I wouldn't look too far ahead. Let's get the Orlando. home field advantage for the Orlando. Let's get home field advantage. Let's run the West, and then we'll see where the where it lands in the final. I say just getting to a final is important, and then from there, it's all all bets are off. You just got to you just got to do whatever it takes to win. All right, Max, you are up. Uh, you save. Cool. I saved the best for last.
2: Yeah. So you what, also what you you said you it. wanted to get off by 140 Pacific and you left me two minutes here. So oh, I don't know. I'll be to, <laughs> I don't bad. think I'll be able to dismount in time. So we may go a little no, that's bit fine. over. Uh, somebody that's fine. just don't, just don't bill watching, us for the overtime. OK, somebody uh, mentioned if they watched Welcome to Wrexham. I have I've started to enjoy it a little bit more as each episode goes. And uh, Ryan and Rob are very compelling guys. So it's 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 I'll keep watching it. And the, the, the locals. In I'm, glad are very... yes, okay, I'm glad you good. came around. Yeah, I'm glad you came around. Uh, I'll watch it. I We've mean, you. I'll watch it for its duration. If, if it goes season two, I'll have a different story. But I'm sure they want it to go season two. So, uh, what I've what, what I take away here with stoppage time, and I noticed afterwards, is we're just in the uh, wallowing in the mire of the results and what went wrong, and we're all devastated. You know, Twitter illuminated with a lot of ha ha, a lot of point finger pointing to LAFC. You know, we you obviously get it from the Galaxy, but we really got it from a lot of other places uh matt doyle who i i love i mean he's one of my favorite follows i learned a lot from him about the league and uh who to keep an eye on but you know he had a, he had an article that said uh fc dallas outsmarting lafc so you know it, in essence yeah it's accurate because of what happened in there and how it was allowed to go out but there were unique circumstances which we have addressed here so with regards to that, and every loss they get, you can see what it means. I mean, there was a there was a full-on celebration like they won MLS Cup in Frisco after FC Dallas. I've never seen the place that full. It was really important. So everyone knows that bringing LAFC down is good. And I, for a team that still controls its own destiny with a month to go, less than a month to go, controls its own destiny for the Supporter Shield, how can things be all that bad where people are celebrating the demise of LAFC. There is no not been no demise. They won seven in a row. No one's touched that. Not even Philadelphia, although they could eclipse that with a good finish here. Uh, there are there's, there's shots with LAFC. There's a, a, a there's a, a love to see MLS players get one over on Giorgio Chiellini and Gareth Bale. These superstar players that come here and they go, hi, well, you see, it's they're not ready for MLS, which is a bit of a narrative that we've see, heard in the past. It's far too—I mean, Chiellini, we've seen enough to say that he is on his way to being a success. Gareth Bale, hopefully that clicks into place. I am confident that it will. But for LAFC, it is an us-against-the-world mentality. You could throw the officiating there, but I wouldn't do that. Uh, They've had some bad breaks with the assignments. I think that's the problem. Uh, They've had hopefully some referees that will protect Carlos and some of these players— And guys with more experience, the the New Zealand referee was very experimental and odd. I hope we don't do that, certainly as we get close to the playoffs. It's not the time for that. But the officiating, I I wouldn't mount on top of that. But let's face it, it hasn't gone great. I know the team is upset about some of these decisions. Uh, You would have to think the law of averages would be good. I would say that the league itself wants LAFC to succeed. The league wants to see it. We just had the news with Gareth Bale, the number one jersey sale. Carlos Vela, the number three. LAFC successful in um, a league with parity and a, a social socialistic league in some ways. You still need those top dogs, and it would do the it would do the league wonders to have an LAFC Philadelphia final or LAFC whomever final. LAFC is a real big top drawer, but it is a league with all these teams that uh, are kind of the the direct opposite of LAFC. So I think that's all there. I thought the reaction was a little disappointing when you saw the, the just the the the. The, the thrill that they got to see LAFC go down under these means its people were waiting to say it, it is what it is. Let's uh, incubate ourselves and prepare for all the challenges against LAFC and see if this team, which I think they can, can overcome it.
0: And Max, I just, you mentioned something. I, I, the league and some of these bottom teams, they absolutely need to line up and kiss the ring. Dallas averages 16,000 fans per game because of us. They had nearly 20,000 in attendance. Guys, you've been down a BBVA or whatever they call it now, PNC. You know nobody goes to Dynamo games. People went to Dynamo games to see LAFC. Not only do we have a target on our back and get the best out of every team, we get the best from their attendance. So the league needs to line up. Those teams need to line up. Kiss the ring. And after after, uh, October 9th, they need to kiss this because this will be ours, folks. (laughs) This will be ours. We recalibrate. We dominate. We
2: flipping celebrate. Oh, OK, gotcha. Uh, what was it? What was the secondary market for the tickets in Austin for that LAFC game? It was insane. It was like a thousand dollars. was pushing a hundred
1: dollars, <laughs> which is crazy.
2: Oh, the cheapest ticket was hundred. Yeah. Sorry.
1: So uh, you're right, Philly. The, these these teams, uh, you're welcome for your record attendance after we go there. And it is honestly, LAFC is a great show. I mean, it's it's the rock and roll tour, baby. I mean, we've got the stars. We've got the firepower. Um, a lot of people are pointing out is LAFC somewhat like Club America in Mexico? And in a lot of ways they are. And so embrace embrace being a villain and just think about what they'll say if we do, in fact, capture that supporter shield in MLS Cup. It's gonna be a rough offseason for a lot of MLS fans if that happens. So let's just let's just hope the team figures it out and they they get those trophies and we put them in our trophy cabinet. We got a lot, we got the longest offseason in MLS history to talk a lot of trash to a lot of teams and get them ready for our CCL run. Uh, but that's it for us. Uh, we came close to our 40-minute mark. We we got very close. Thank you, everybody, for watching the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to like this, this show that you've been watching. Get those thumbs up. Uh, you guys are always great. We love we love the comments. We will be back next week. Max Bredos, though, will be back in your ears and eyeballs tomorrow because he will be calling that game KCOP, I believe, with Warren Barton as your plus one Correct. against Minnesota. And then, Max, of course, we'll be back again when we're all back together. And we hope to see your smiling faces at Bank on Sunday. 110 football will be there for pre and post. So please join us for that. And then again,
2: <laughs> LFC 360. Fighting shot from Dexter about Oasis. LFC 360, Monday,
1: <laughs> Monday the 19th. And uh, I, I agree with Dexter. Thank you, Philly. Thank you, Max. Oh, you, you, were, all you, you were all fighting. We're all
0: fighting.